What up, though? It's your boy, Radon Randell, QB1 from Blue Mountain State, baby. And you listen to Glittergate, the podcast. Embrace the sparkle. Welcome to the official podcast of the Fantasy Football League, Glittergate. Embrace the sparkle. For your listening pleasure, here's your host, Murphy Rule. All right, welcome in, loyal listeners and Glittergators. We are back with another episode of Glittergate, the podcast. I am joined by my two esteemed co-hosts, Dr. Charles Hamilton Perry. Sunshine. Sunshine. And also, our fearless commissioner, Justin Birch. <laughs> we do have a special guest along with us today, none other than our sticker queen, Lynette Rule. She is 40, almost 41 weeks pregnant, and today we have a special episode. We are going to be doing a mock draft. Without any further ado, we can go ahead and get started. All right, so I think uh, the way it's set up is that we have Lynette going first, we have Murphy going fourth, we have Birch going sixth, and me, Dr. Perry, we're going last. Um, These are the same rules that we have for our draft, so... We have three wide receivers, half PPR, seven bench spot. We unfortunately have defenses and kickers as well. So, Lynette, you get first pick. Who are you going to go with? Uh, probably Jonathan Taylor. I'm very surprised with that. 80% of the experts agree with that pick. 80% of experts agree with what I have taken Jonathan Taylor. I told Murphy I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm the D-hand in this draft because I have not mocked at all, and I have not really been looking at anything. So, we'll give you an insight into D-hand. Yeah, there's been a push recently over the course of the last week at CMC moving back into the first spot, but Jonathan Taylor's more of the surefire bet with the lack of injury history. All right, so after Lynette picked Jonathan Taylor, team two, of course, picked Christian McCaffrey. Team three picked Derrick Henry. So now, Murphy, you are on the clock. I'm drafting from the four position. Uh, this, I'm probably, at this point, you can either look at Austin Eckler or Dalvin Cook. I'm of the expert to go ahead and take the wide receiver. The best wide receiver that I think is on the board is Justin Jefferson. So I'm going to go ahead and take him with my number four pick. It just makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with you. Once those big three RBs are off the board, I mean, taking Justin Jefferson is a completely reasonable pick. I'm about to say, I believe Justin Jefferson's also the number one wide receiver this year. I just don't see Cooper Cup taking that spot again. And had you not taken him at four, I was looking at him at six. Yeah. But since you left those two running backs on the board, I'll take Dalvin Cook at the sixth spot. All right. So after Murphy, uh, team five went Austin Eckler, Birch, of course, went Cook. We then had Cup, Najee, Aaron Jones, Jamar Chase, and Saquon Barkley, which it is now up to me. I'm surprised that Saquon actually went in first. I've been seeing him. Yeah. Barkley? Well, I mean, I understand him moving up higher and higher. The first, that's a little too rich for my blood, but I understand that. He's jumped up a lot the last week. He made like a, I think he made a ridiculous catch in training camp the other day. Um, not like an OBJ grab, but it was a nice catch, and I think that's kind of shot him up the draft board, and people are looking at him that he's pretty healthy now and hopefully back to how he was his first year. So it doesn't surprise me that he's moving up, but first he was going late third. A week ago, yeah. so a little, little surprise. Yeah, I haven't seen him. This is the first time I've seen him go in the first round in any mock draft I've done so far. Okay, so I'm on the board. I, um, I'm i going to go ahead and make my turn pick here. I'm first going to go with uh, – I'm going to skip over Joe Mixon, and I'm going to go with the massive upside of DeAndre Swift. 
Um, I think he is going to do really, really well this year. We all agree that uh, Detroit is going to make a massive step forward offensively. And then I'm going to switch over to wide receiver, actually. And I'm going to go with who I think is actually going to be the uh, number three wide receiver this year. And I'm going to give me a little step on Diggs. Good pick. Good pick. I like Diggs a lot, especially. If you yeah. can, do- if you can really- double up with him at the back end, kind of like you did, it's it- he's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so after Diggs went uh, Mixon, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey, the first tight end finally went off the board, and then we have C.D. Lamb, and finally, we well, not finally, next we have Birch for your second pick. Who are you going to go with? Not a huge fan of picking from the sixth spot as of right now because you get to the middle of the second round, and I'm not a huge fan of anything that I really see here. But I'll go with the upside of Leonard Fournette catching that passes out of the backfield to Tom Brady. He was very sneakily a top ten running back last year, and there's no, I mean, nothing really there to show that he's going to lose much production. They did bring in a rookie, but he's got to prove himself. And once you earn Tom Brady's trust, you have Tom Brady's trust. So we'll give that a ride this year. He did come yeah, into I, camp a little bit overweight, but I think I saw a picture the other day, and he looked. He looked pretty trim. I think he initially he was at like 260 is, is the word uh, about a week or two ago. But I think he's back to like 245, 250 range. And when, when he came into the league, I think he was at 245. And he still put up a ridiculous 40 time. So even if he's heavy, I think he's still, he's still going to be fast. Yeah, Fat Lenny has never been a concern. He's always solid. After uh, Birch got Fournette, uh, team 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Sorry, I flipped up. Uh, picked Javante Williams, a little high for my blood, but a lot of upside. And now, Murphy, you are on the clock. So I've got an option here to really either make this team look like my dynasty team or to go in a different direction because Mike Evans is on the board and he is also on my dynasty team. I'm going to go in a little different direction just because this is a mock draft. I, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill. I just think his upside is is there. Um, although Mike Evans is probably a little bit safer, going with Tyreek, you have a possibility of really getting a top five wide receiver, I think, and his speed is just ridiculous, and I don't think two is going to be that bad. So I'm going to go with Tyreek here. He caught a really pretty pass at uh, training camp today. Uh, I mean, my fear with Tyreek this year is just you had Jalen Waddle. I mean, he's not he's not getting thrown to by Patrick Mahomes. Again, it could we could have a dig situation where he moves over to a new team and just opens up massively even more, but, but I, just, I don't see that happening. I mean, that's just me personally. Okay, so um, after Tyreek went with Murphy, we have Josh Allen, the first QB off the board, Mark Andrews, and now we have our sticker queen, Lynette. What, what are we going to go with? I don't know. I, I like that I've got the turn here. Mike Evans, his health scares me. Like, he just seems to never be 100% healthy. I definitely know I need a wide receiver. I don't want two wide receivers, though. I don't want it to get that far away from me before I take another running back. I think I'm going to go with Debo. Because I don't, I think Debo is the offense. I like that they ran him last year, and I think they'll continue to do that. Maybe not as much, but I'm going to take Zeke. Oh, okay. Interesting. So we're going to get Debo and Zeke. Um, kind of risky plays, in my opinion, but, you know, I, I, I trust your opinion. I, I'm not a huge fan of Zeke. I think that uh, backfield is going to be split up pretty fucking evenly, and that's a little too rich for me. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that Kamara is still. I mean, there's. You know, he's still kind of he's up still, in the air as far I'm as. Still with you on the I I agree. <laughs> I agree with Kamara, but at the same time, it's getting to the point where 
if he's not suspended or if he's suspended for a game or two, you're getting a ridiculous value in the third round for him. So oh, yeah. it's risky, um, and it could it could really pay off. But I also think Zeke's starting to get to that point where they're just going to run him into the ground. Like there's really no point for them to hold him back for them to hold him back. Fair enough. All right. So um, after uh, Silver Queen picked Zeke. Uh, the next team actually picked Kamara. Team three then picked Keenan Allen, and now we have Murphy is on the clock. So I wasn't expecting this person to come back around to me, but Mike Evans is still sitting there on the board, and the possibility of having three top 12 wide receivers uh, is really interesting to me, especially in our league where we have a three wide receiver league. Uh, it seems like I'm fully going to go the ZR running back route, so I'm going to give this a go, and I'm going to take Mike Evans with my third round pick. It's just too good to pass up. The other option, the other options are James Conner, Cam Akers, and T. Higgins. And I love T. Higgins, but he's not even a wide receiver one on his own team. And Mike Evans is just safe. So you're not worried at all about that Julio edition. <laughs> Julio, Julio is Julio going to be interesting. I think he's going to be interesting long term. Like I think if you you can pick the games that I think Julio is really going to go off, but I think they're going to be cognizant of his health issues, and I don't I don't think they're going to be running him out there when they're playing against the Falcons or they're going to be playing against anybody else. I think the games that Julio is going to go off and get a TD is going to be those high-scoring games. And Mike Evans is, is still clear-cut the wide receiver one. Even, even when they had three receivers on the team last year with A.B. and Godwin, he was still elite. So I, I think his, his floor is pretty safe and his ceiling is as high as it could be. Yeah. I mean, best case best case scenario for Julio is that he's Antonio Brown like he was last year, which Mike Evans still did really, really well. So I don't think Julio and I don't think Julio's gonna be Antonio Brown this year. So I think Mike Evans is still fine. Um, after Evans we had Pittman go. Oh, it's a shame. I love Michael Pittman this year. And next up is Birch actually. Yeah, I was actually thinking about going around hey, with my first wide receiver here with Pittman on the board, but that guy snaked him. And with that being the case, I'm going to go ahead and take James Conner and lock down a three-strong running back so that if I have one go down, I'm not really losing out much. I feel like I can get a lot more at wide receiver later on than I can running back, so I'm going to go ahead and load up early. All right, Birch with his third running back. After Connor went Akers, then we had Montgomery, A.J. Brown off the board. We had Brees Hall going next, and then finally T. Higgins. So up next is me on the turn. Um, I kind of want to expand a little bit, so I'm going to play it a little. I'm going to go a little bit someone that I think is going to be safer than he was last year. So for my first pick, I'm going to go with D.J. Moore. Um, we all know that Baker is going to be the starter. I know how much Coach Steve says that they're – you know, fighting out of camp is going to be Baker. So DJ Moore, I'm pretty confident, is going to be better than he did last year. Even last year, he was just very solid overall. Um, and next, I'm going to take a running back. So we're in, like, the fourth tier here, according to Fantasy Pros. And I'm going to take the top guy, someone that I'm pretty excited about. I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. I think that with James Robinson most likely going to be out for the beginning of the season and – He's going to actually command that backfield, is my guess. He has a lot of intimacy with Trevor Lawrence's great pass catcher. He did have that injury, but it's had a full year to recover. So I think Travis Etienne is going to be a going to be a big time this year. So you said he has intimacy with Trevor Lawrence. What kind of intimacy? I'm just curious. Like shower time intimacy. Ooh. But there's one other thing that makes tubby time the very best time of the whole day, and do you know what that is? 
It's a very special friend of mine, my very favorite little pal. That sounds yeah. kinky. I like that. Right. Like, Trevor Lawrence has thrown stuff to him, and Travis Etienne has caught stuff from him. What? I'm not going to say what. All right, so after Etienne uh, goes Kittle. We then got Deontay Johnson off, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddle, Antonio Gibson, and now we have a uh, beautiful Birch up. Are we finally going to go with the wide receiver, Birch? The only wide receiver that I really kind of like here at this point, out of the ones that is requesting, suggesting here, I kind of like Brandon Cooks okay, and I kind of like Terry McLaurin. But I'm also staring down the barrel of Pat Mahomes and Darren Waller and basically taking the last one in that top tier, or in the top two tiers of tight ends. So I think I'm going to take Darren Waller here. Oh. Lock down my tight end. All right, so... Birch does some Darren Waller stuff. I think that's the fourth tight end off the board, fifth tight end off the board. Um, and then right after Darren Waller, Patrick Mahomes went, and we have Murphy back on the clock. All right, Murphy, you got to get yourself an RB at some point. At some point, I do. Um, I don't know if this is the point where I have to get myself a running back because on the board right now is Josh Jacobs, who, eh, he's he's got he's got an okay floor, um, but I don't know if I trust him entirely. Uh, the other running backs available, Elijah Mitchell, J.K. Dobbins, and A.J. Dillon, um, all I think are okay. I think most of them might come back around to me, so I'm not desperate for them. Um, someone that I do like that I don't know if is going to come back around to me, I like D.K. Metcalf. I think they're going to be around. Uh, Seattle, they have a horrible quarterback, but they're going to be behind, and they're going to have to throw the ball, and I think D.K. is still going to get some volume there. Also around is, is Brandon Cook's. Who I think is pretty safe, but at this point, I, I think my receiver room is, is pretty pretty good, so I don't think I need a safe receiver. I think I'm going to go with DK um, and try and get those points while I can. All right, so we got DK. I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I tend to want to stay away from anybody in uh, Seattle at this point in time, but I mean, I heard Gino. I mean, if you think about it, Gino is. Gino is better than Drew Locke, so he may not be like the flashiest guy, but he he would get the job done. It's not even that. I just I I think they're going to be behind for most of those games. I think they're going to be trailing. They're going to get some garbage points. I mean, the same arguments made with Brandon Cooks. The Texans are also just as bad. General Mills might be a little bit more serviceable for quarterback than Geno Smith is, but I think DK Smith is or DK Metcalf is a much better receiver than Brandon Cooks is. You're looking for the volume here as opposed to looking for touchdown inside because he's not going to have much of that this year because no. that offense is going to struggle to move the ball. But they are going to have to throw it a bunch. That's true. So Murphy with his fourth wide receiver off the board. Um, after DK was picked by Murphy, we got Elijah Moore, Justin Herbert. Oh, love Herbert. And uh, we have Lynette back on the clock. What do we want to do? I was looking at Herbert. So that hurts a little. I was also hoping that Darren Waller might fall a little bit to me, and that didn't happen. So kind of messed with me a little bit. Um, I'm looking at Terry McLaurin and Brandon Cooks as wide receivers. I again also stay away from Mike Evans or Mike Williams. He just I don't trust his injury history. Um, that doesn't interest me at all. I feel good about my running back, so I don't feel the need. There's other people further down. I also thought about Kyler. I don't like Lamar this year. I'm very curious to see what that offense does. Tyler's always interesting. He can win you weeks, but he can also not, you know, not be wonderful. So I think I'm going to take two wide receivers here. So I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin 
and I'm going to take Brandon Cooks. Okay. Because who else is there? Um, after Cooks, we have Jerry Judy off the board. We have Elijah Missile, and we have Murphy back on the Tiger. So I'm just taking a look and seeing who's available. <laughs> and like I said, most of those running backs did come back aboard me. It's um, so fair, except for Elijah which is actually the one that I was looking at. I was kind of hoping that Mitchell would come back around to me. Uh, so I was a little bummed to see that he's he's off the board. I am, at this point, I'm still not in love with any of these running backs, and I feel like a lot of these receivers are about to start going off the board. And I do like some of the running backs that are available a little bit later. And this is a mock draft, and I don't care about this team. So I'm going to go with another receiver um, just to make my bench a little bit deeper, and I'm going to take Mike Williams. I love it. I love the... Uh... I love the risk. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm with Lynette. I think Mike Williams is being super overhyped. Like, every year he gets super overhyped, and then he gets hurt, and he's forming in the back half of the season. This is really interesting to me because I've never we're, – we're drafting on Fantasy Pros, and I've never done this before. Uh, I drafted DK Metcalf before Mike Williams, and he was originally in my flex, but they I guess the rankings just have Mike Williams above him. So they just went ahead and moved DK Metcalf all the way down to my bench and moved Mike Williams to flex. I've never done this. That's I've never seen that. It's just interesting. Yeah, I mean, they know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, after we picked up Mike Williams, Allen Robinson went. He's got a new situation with the Rams, and we have Birch on the clock. Well, it's not the piece of the Denver passing game that I wanted, but I want, I still want a piece of that passing game. So I will take Cortland Sutton here and take my first wide receiver off the board. I prefer Judy. We all know Chad prefers Sutton. Murphy prefers Sutton. Lynette probably prefers Sutton. Yeah, there's actually been discussion that Judy might not run in three wide receiver sets and Tim Patrick or Fireball Jones will be out there on the other outside for that, but... That's just rumor. They haven't really. That's just beat writers talking as of right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So after Birch took Sutton, we have Adam Thielen going off the board. Amari Cooper. We got Hollywood next. Josh Jacobs and Darnell Mooney. I really wanted Darnell Mooney to get to me. That fucking team eleven took it. So I have to think for a moment. Thinking. Thinking. Um, I'm going to take a running back here. I'm going to take a guy that I really like at this position. I'm going to take A.J. Dillon um, just with his value at this position. I think the Green Bay is going to be a lot closer to um, more of a 60-40 than Aaron Jones taking it all down um, on like what Mitch thinks. So I'm going to take me some A.J. Dillon right here. And then I have an interesting option. I don't like taking QBs early, but I have Lamar Jackson right here. Or I could take his number one wide receiver, Rashad Um, I also like Gabriel Davis around here, but I already have Stephon Diggs. So, yeah, I'm going to take Rashad Bateman. Um, Hopefully he can make a leap forward this year, and he's going to be my wide receiver three. So uh, we'll see how he goes. Um, After Bateman, Lamar Jackson went right after me. Then we got Devontae we got Dobbins, Joe Burrow, and Emmon Ross St. Brown, and then we have Birch next. Um, at this point in the game, since I went so heavy on running back, I have to go wide receiver here or quarterback, but I really like the upside of Gabriel Davis mm-hmm. this year. 
big fan of his upside. What he did in the postseason last year was fantastic. Um, and who else is going to catch the ball there besides Diggs? I mean, they did bring in Jameson Crowder, but everything that I'm seeing, Isaiah McKenzie's running ahead of Crowder right now in the slot. Mm-hmm. So I really like Gabe Davis's upside in that great Buffalo Bills offense. So after Gabe Davis, uh, Dalton Schultz went off, and then we have uh, Big Murph up next. I'm a little pissed off at Team 5 because I was really hoping Dalton Schultz was going to make it back to me. And that fucker went right before I picked. Um, so it kind of forces my hand here. Uh, I like Kyler. He's, he's available at quarterback. But quarterback's so deep this year, I think I can wait a little bit. No running backs. I think it's time that I take my first one off the board. I'm going to take Damian Harris out of New England. Uh, I just think he's primed for a good season. He, he did pretty solid last year. He's going to be my running back one. I still think there's some depth to be had um, and some opportunities to be had at the end of the draft. So I'm going to take Damian Harris as my RB1, and that's my pick. Anybody want to split that? Would you like to say anything? Yeah, my my husband is an asshole. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fine. If you two want Damian Harris, that's totally cool. I was about yeah. to say, Ramondre Stevenson's getting a lot of buzz out of camp right yeah. now. There's a possibility he takes a lot more carries from Harris than expected. But the question is, does he get the touchdown work? Because that's where Dang Harris had his bread and butter last year. Um, after Murphy picked up Harris, uh, Chris Godwin went and Michael Thomas to injured wide receivers, but a ton of upside if they're good this year. And we are back to Lynette, who looks a little disappointed. A little, yeah. I think I, I think I know what I'm going to do with one pick. Um, Kyler's still sitting here. I'm going to pick Kyler. What? It's just what I'm going to do with. With this other pick, I don't. I'm not a big fan of these running backs that I'm looking at. Um, I think I can get something a little bit lower that should still be around. Wide receiver wise, Juju is interesting because you know there's no Tyreek there, and he has definitely shown signs of being a number one. And you've got Pat Mahomes throwing to you. So honestly, now that I'm kind of talking to myself, um, I I think that that's worth worth a pick here. So I'm gonna go with Kyler. Um, and then I am going to follow that up with Juju and hope that he can regain that number one that he has shown in the past. My concern with Juju is that he's been phased out by other supposedly lesser receivers, by like Claypool and uh, blanking on the other receiver's name in Pittsburgh. Uh, so Deontay Johnson. Yeah, who's to say that same thing can't happen uh, here in, in Kansas City? They've got they, – they, they did draft Sky Moore. They've got – a couple other people they brought in, they got MVS. They obviously still have Kelsey. So there's a possibility that I think Juju's pretty safe, but there's also a possibility that he turns into Juju the last couple of years and just disappears or gets injured week one. Mm-hmm. All right. So after Juju, we had Miles Sanders and DeAndre Hopkins drop into the seventh round. Um, dude could still be elite potentially, but, you know, just missing basically like a third of the season doesn't really help anybody. Games. So, yeah. I don't know. I was really looking at him coming around. I was hoping he would fall to me because knowing that I took wide receiver so late, he gives me a top-tier wide receiver in six weeks. That's I can plug and play until then. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, that's a totally decent strategy, too. Um, okay, uh, next up is Murphy. You are on the clock. I Did you – yeah, and you finally got one running back. Yeah, um, um, the other running back that I was looking at, if, if I'm doing zero running back, which I did by taking wide receivers the first four or five picks that I had, 
Uh, I like Kareem Hunt. I think his upside is pretty solid. He's got top 12 potential upside, specifically if something happens to Chubb. And even if nothing does happen to Chubb, he's still going to be probably a top 24 back at the end of the year just because he can catch the ball. And Cleveland is is going to run the ball, um, regardless what happens with the whole Watson situation. If Watson's out, they're definitely going to run the ball a lot. And even if Watson's there, Kareem Hunt stands value as being the better pass catching back, and he's, he's going to get his targets. Um, the other backs available are Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Although he was a high draft prospect, I, I'm not really blown away by him at this point in his career. Um, and then Chase Edmonds is interesting, but that Miami backfield is just too muddied. Um, so I'm going with Kareem Hunt here. Yeah, I mean, over in Cleveland, basically all you can really want is the running backs. If Deshaun Watson plays, it elevates both Chubb and Kareem. If he doesn't play, they have to rely on Chubb and Kareem. So those are pretty much the only two like really safe plays out of Cleveland right now. All right, um, after Kareem, uh, Rashad Penny went off, first of the two running backs down in Seattle, and then next we have Birch. You are up. Um, at this point in time, I'm looking at the wide receivers, and the only one that's really jumping out at me is Drake London, so I think I'm going to steer away from there at the moment. And instead, go ahead, and it's probably jumping it a little bit, but I really want to have – that Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson stack. Oh, okay. So I'm going to take Russ. Um, Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady were the only two quarterbacks that were rated ahead of Wilson at this point in time that were on the board, and they went off shortly thereafter. But I just prefer Russ out of those three options. No, that makes um, total sense. I'm, I'm surprised Russell Wilson is falling so low, actually. Um, after Russell Wilson was uh, Jalen Hurts, who I really was looking at Jalen Hurts. I thought that would have been really nice. Uh, after that, Clyde Edwards-Alaire went. Tom Brady going at round seven. He has been really crawling up recently. I mean, I guess people just – we all fade Tom Brady in the beginning, and then everybody gets excited about it. The quicker, closer and closer we get to draft because, again, he is Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> got Dallas Goddard, we got Alan Lazard, and up next is me. Um, so I am going to keep going back and forth on my running back wide receivers. I'm going to wait a little bit at QB. I think I have that opportunity. Not many teams need a QB before it gets back to me. So for my first pick, I am going to go with Tony Pollard, who is the much cheaper option of that 50-50 split that we have in Dallas. It's a really good offense. And then I am going to take the number one receiver for the Falcons, and who we all agree is the number one rookie prospect in Drake London. After Drake, Robert Woods went, Dak, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayuk, and Tyler Lockett, and now we are back to Birch. Yeah, um, I had to fill out the rest of my starting lineup. I need to take one more wide receiver, so I'm actually going to go with the second most popular rookie wide receiver out there and supposed to be the lead wide receiver in Tennessee, I'm going to take Traylon Burks. I'm going to hope that he is the heir apparent to A.J. Brown. We will see, though. Yeah, I think I I had to take Drake London from you, so I had to snipe you from that. Um, That's what I was hoping would get back. but Yeah. I couldn't, let that, I couldn't let that pass out, man. <laughs> um, after Traylon Burks uh, from Birch, Christian Kirkwin, who's now down in Jacksonville, and we have Murphy back on the clock. 
Uh, Murphy, you have your running back room like nice and loaded up. What are you going to do? Quarterbacks are starting to get a little barren. Um, we've got Stafford, Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Dirk Carr left on the board. Uh, I'm going to go with Trey Lance here. It's oh. it's a little bit earlier. I know that Chad was going to hope him, and I probably could have waited. Oh, no. I probably could have waited till my next go around to snag him, but I I don't have any wherewithal of what the other teams are looking like, and I'm not going to take the time to do it. So I'm going to go ahead and take Trey Lance here. Um, I just the quarterbacks were just getting a little iffy, and you can never go wrong with a, a running quarterback. Uh, we saw it from Jalen Hurts last year, and he exploded on the scene, and I don't want to miss that boat. So, Trey Lance, round eight. Yeah, um, I do love me some Trey Lance this year. He's He's been slowly climbing higher and higher with his ADP, and it's, it's really upsetting. Um, fair enough, though. Um, so, after Trey Lance, Cordero Patterson went off the board. Uh, Trey will just come in his pants hard when he hears that. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up was Chris Claypool. And then Lynette, you are back on the clock as well. Again, I start by knowing who one of my... I, I liked Claypool. I was hoping he would fall a little bit. So I start knowing who one of my picks is going to be. But I'm curious who I want to take with my second. Running back-wise, Chase Edmonds is good. But I think Murphy mentioned this earlier that Miami backfield is just kind of, you know, a cluster. Um, I think Buffalo is a little bit of a cluster as well because there's there's a couple good names there. I'm going to go ahead and take my tight end right now. I'm going to take TJ Hawkinson. I love the Detroit offense. I think they're great. He was having a great year last year, and then he got hurt. So I've got no problem taking him, especially compared to who else is out there right now. I'm going to go with Kadarius Toney. Okay. The Giants can't be as bad as they've been in the past. That's totally true. Yeah, I mean, Kadarius Toney showed, like, a lot of flash last year. And, like, there's clear ways for him to be good if they could just get somebody else besides Dan. I mean, like, we all heard the rumor that um, Jimmy G was going to New York, but nothing came up after that whatsoever. Okay. All right, so after Kadarius Tony from Lynette, uh, Garrett Wilson went next, the uh, rookie from uh, New York, Devin Singletary finally off the board, and we have Murphy back on the clock. So... Now that my quarterbacks have been addressed, my wide receivers are, are still elite. Uh, my running backs leave some room to be desired, so I think it's time that I go with someone with a pretty safe floor. Kind of like what Lynette said, uh, Chase Edmonds in Miami's backfield is a little muddy. Uh, there's still Ramondre Stevenson is on the board if I really want to tie up that New England backfield, but I don't want to have too many players in the same backfield and then have to play guess who's running the ball this week. I think the safe play here and probably one of the safest running backs left on the board is going to be Melvin Gordon. Although he's not going to be the lead back in, in, in Denver, that Denver offense is going to be high-powered. Melvin Gordon is usually good for 1,000 rushing yards a year, and they brought him back. So I think he's going to have that same kind of role where it's going to be a 50-50, 60-40 split, and I am totally fine having him as my running back three on the off chance that someone gets injured. He, gets, he immediately comes a, a running back one. So Melvin Gordon it is. All right, that puts me up. Uh, Chris Olave went off the board right after Melvin Gordon. I was kind of looking at him. But I believe I'm going to roll the dice on possibly picking up the Cowboys' number two wide receiver. He is coming into the season injured, recovering from, I believe it was a torn ACL. But I'm going to take Michael Gallup here and stash him. And then Ken Walker went. Bills D is the first defense off the board for some ungodly reason in the ninth round. Tyler Boyd went next to Team 9. Uh, Michael Carter went to Team 10, 
And Chase Edmonds finally went off the board. A little late, probably a pretty good value there at the end of the ninth round. Uh, you could get a starting running back from Miami, at least rumored it. Um, so that covers the remaining picks. And Chad, you're on the board now with your ninth round pick. Well, now that my favorite QB has left, I am just, I'm going to keep playing the waiting game. Let's see, who do I want as my tight end? My tight end here, I really like the um, upside that he's bringing, especially in the first six weeks. So, I mean, that Arizona offense is going to be really solid. So I'm going to take Zach Ertz, actually. I could have waited later, maybe grab somebody like Cole Komet or maybe even Hunter Henry, but might as well just pull the trigger on the tight end. I don't really like anybody else around here. My uh, Chris Olave went, so I don't really want to go with him. And then for running backs, I am going to pull the trigger on Ramonde Stevenson. Um, after Stevenson, we have Russell Gage go, James Cook, San Francisco defense. Jesus, this is weird. Um, but this is very similar to how our drafts go. Um, Jacoby Myers, uh, Christian Watson, and next up is Perch. All right, well, as you all know, I took Dalvin Cook with my first pick, which means come round 10. What does that mean I have to take in round 10? Got to take, got to take your Madison. The only handcuff that is an absolute necessity, I'm going to go ahead and take Alexander Madison. Yeah, me and Burge actually had that conversation the other day at that Madison is literally the only handcuff that you have to draft. Every other one is really a handcuff that you would need to, which you'd rather just. I would argue, yeah. I'd argue that Pollard is is the other handcuff, but you gotta you gotta spend up a, lo- a little bit to get him because um, Pollard. That's, that's, Pollard that's my thing. It's not a handcuff. Anymore. The plus side with Pollard, I I had I had both of them last year. I think it was in Dynasty. I don't think it was in this one. They both ended up being top twenty four backs. I mean. I, I played Pollard every. I played Pollard every week as a flex. He's the only true backup. I'm not going to produce unless the guy goes down. Handcuff that you have to. Get. I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, after Madison from Birch, uh, Devontae Parker and Murphy, you are now on the clock. Okay. Uh, again, I, I'm really. I could look at some receivers. Uh, you got a couple people that are interested in me. But my running back room just kind of being where it is, I think this is the point where you can just kind of take a bunch of dart throws and hopefully either someone gets injured or someone becomes a starting that's not the starter that's not supposed to be the starter. In this case, I think that's going to be Raheem Mostert. No! <laughs> it's always good when you hear that. Always good when you hear that. Uh, Raheem Mostert is just fast. Uh, they brought in the, the head coach of Miami is, I believe, San Francisco's old offensive coordinator. So that transition is going to be pretty well as well. And... I just think Mostert is is the better back between him and Chase Edmonds. Uh, so I'm going to take Mostert here, and he will be my running back, what, four? So the the upside being there, I, I got to go with him. All right. So Murphy sniping Lynette with Raheem Mostert. Um, MVS went after Rondell Moore and Lynette. You are on the clock and not able to pick Mostert. So what do you No. Doing? And I think I shot myself. I mean, I'm looking at my team right now, and I've got Jonathan Taylor and Zeke. Those are, those are, that's it. That's what I have as my running backs. And looking at it, as soon as you started talking about running back, I knew who you were talking about. Because Rojo, I'm not going there. I think he had a great opportunity in Tampa Bay and, and didn't, didn't capitalize. Daryl Henderson is already missing some practices with an injury. I have Jonathan Taylor. I'm not going to take Naheem Hines. I already got my tight end and I've already got my QB. So I'm going to move over to wide receiver here. I do like Tim Patrick. So if you have him on your draft board, he's probably going to come right now with me. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I was hoping he would come back, but yeah. yeah. 
uh, and I and looking at the other, you know, I already have a giant. I already have someone on KC. So how I feel after that pick, I'm super loaded up on wide receivers. I need to take a running back. I just don't like what I'm looking at. There's a running back that stands uh, out to me here. I, I mean, there's one that sticks out to you. I'm looking at Kenneth Gainwell more than anybody. Um, would you tell me if that was him? That's not him. Um, I will say, if anything happens to Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller is going to have a great season. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna take Kenneth Gainwell, really for no reason other than I need a running back and he's my favorite. I see. <laughs> Gainwell actually got some first team reps I think the other day uh, in a Philadelphia practice, so there's a chance. Um, I I avoided Miles Sanders just because I wasn't I'm not a fan of Philadelphia. I don't like the way. They kind of play the running back room there. Uh, what I am going to do with my pick at this point, I think it's time that I come back around with another receiver, but a couple ones went off the board. I was interested in Sky Moore uh, having the opportunity of kind of getting what could be Kansas City's number one option, uh, but he went, he went off the board. So I think at this point it's time that I go ahead and take my tight end. Uh, I was going to wait on him a little bit, but I'm, I'm a fan of Cole Komet. I just think the opportunity in Chicago is going to be pretty high. And it might be a little bit early, but I like Komet, and I'm going to go ahead and take him at this point just because what else is there I'm not really blown away by, and I just think he's pretty safe. And so we had Team 5 go after that. Team 5 went ahead, and they took the Tampa Bay defense. Uh, looks like it's getting to the end of the draft. Uh, and then we got Birch on the clock now. Yeah, um... I'm looking around at everything, and there's not a whole lot that's jumping out at me at this time, especially in the wide receiver realm. So I'm going to take that running back that Murphy was talking about. I'm going to go ahead and take Daryl Henderson. Also, not the running back that I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, I do think Daryl Henderson has a chance of taking over that backfield. Akers did not look good in the games that we saw him in at the end of the year last year. I know they're going to give it to him out the gate, but if he continues – to sub three yards per carry, there's no way they stick with him. So I think Henderson's got some upside, and out of the remaining running backs, I felt like he was by far the best option. No, I, I think his floor is pretty safe. I think last year, I'm surprised he, he got faded so quickly as soon as Akers came back last year just because he was solid for the most part of the year. Um, and then as soon as Akers came back, he was averaging two yards a carry. But they just went ahead and gave him the full workload, which just didn't make sense to me. But I guess McVay knows what he's doing. The Rams won the Super Bowl, so I can't really say anything. Uh, after Birch picked Henderson, we had Kenny Galladay go off the board to Team 7, then Corey Davis, Jamison Williams, the rookie wide receiver from Detroit. I was hoping that he would make it another round or two and I'd be able to snag him late. But alas, he went in the 11th round. We had Ronald Jones go to Team 10. Uh, the Rams defense then went off the board in Team 11, and now we have Chad on the clock uh, with his... 11th round pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, at this point, my RBs are at five, so I'm feeling really good about that. I'm feeling good. Uh, so I think I'm going to get some more wide receiver depth, except there's nobody here that's really blowing my mind. I'm not liking Landry or DJ Chark. Um, I do like Van Jefferson, though. He's in a really good offense. Um, and there's no guarantee that Allen Robinson is going to be the number two. I'd like for him to be because uh, he's on my dynasty team. So I'm going to get Van Jefferson. And because it is now uh, round 12, I'm going to go ahead and grab my QB and stack with Van Jefferson. I'm going to get me some 
Matthew Stafford. Um, so I'm feeling really good about my team so far. Um, I have a special guest of Rose joining me, so I might have to mute every now and then. Uh, but she just woke up from a nap, so she's feeling she's feeling pretty good. So if you guys could possibly take over the announcing of the picks, that would be super. Yeah, we'll go ahead and take over that for you uh, since you're on Daddy Daycare duty. Uh, after you went ahead and picked Stafford with your uh, 12th round pick, we had Damian Pierce go off the board, running back for the Texans. Uh, Dotson went off the board uh, to Team 10. Then we had Mark Ingram. Marlon Mack and Jarvis Landry go off the board, and now Birch is on the clock with his 12th round pick. What are you thinking there, Birch? Uh, I think, uh, as we all know, we've talked about it a couple of times already in this mock draft, but the Kansas City, and Kansas City wide receiver room is a coin flip as to who's going to be the lead of it. And being in the 12th round, taking a shot on Nicole Hardman, I don't feel is the worst shot I can take. So I'm going to take him, stash him down on the bench. Uh, Naheem yep. Hines went off the board after that to Team 5. And I am on the clock, and I have no idea who the hell I'm going to pick. So I'm going to take a minute to do a little bit of research here. Yeah, the wide receivers that are available aren't really doing anything for me right now. Uh, I think just being where my running back room is, I think it's time to take some shots still. Uh, the running back that I was looking at that you guys might not be blown away on, Gus Edwards, you really don't know what the hell's going on with Baltimore's backfield. And... He has a chance to still be the running back one, depending on kind of what, what goes down with J.K. Dobbins and how healthy they are. So I'm going to go ahead and take Gus Bus. And then after I took Gus Bus, we had Khalil Herbert go off the board and the Cowboys defense. And now we are back to Lynette with her 12th round pick. Yep. And like Murphy, I don't have any clue what I'm going to do. Miami backfield is so interesting to me. There's so there's There's a lot of different players who could emerge but the two best are already off the clock. I, I'm very curious to see what they do. With, you've got four people who could be starters on any team, not necessarily be great starters. I like Chuba as a potential. You never know. Christian McCaffrey has shown to be injury prone, so it's always an option. I do think Washington's going to do a lot to cap Antonio Gibson, which makes, you know, dynasty owner of Antonio Gibson, Lynette, very sad. But in redraft, I think now's an okay time to take J.D. McKissick. So I'll go ahead and grab him as a potential uh, flex player as needed. And you know, if anything happens to Gibson, yeah, let's go with let's go with this, a Trey Matt. Well, yeah, I would have already been gone, but I'll take Justin Tucker. Why not? Lynette takes the top kicker off the board. After that, we had Curtis Samuel, and then Dawson Knox. Uh, probably that backup tight end that Lynette might have been looking at. Go off the board, and I am on the clock here with my 13th pick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take DJ Chark at this point. Mm-hmm. Going to Detroit, I just think there's there's opportunity there, uh, especially with Williams out the first couple weeks. And there's a chance that Chark could be the wide receiver one. So 12th round is 13th round is nothing but just dart throws at this point. So after I took DJ Chark, uh, Marvin Jones went off the board. And now Birch is on the clock. And speaking of dart throws, if I'm going to throw a dart, I may as well throw it to a guy catching passes from Tom Brady. I'm going to take a shot on Julio. I think All this right. is I think this is the right spot for him. Uh, so right. not really too surprised to see him go off the board. After Julio went, we had Jamal Williams, Josh Palmer, Sterling Shepard, Aaron Rodgers, who was I was kind of hoping would come back to me just as a backup quarterback. 
George Pickens goes to Team 11, and now Chad is on the clock. Yeah, so um, at this point, so I have a really good feeling about uh, the Vikings. We all think they're going to be better this year. Uh, just overall in their passing game, just overall they're going to be firing on a lot of cylinders. Um, I don't think Thielen has such a stranglehold on the wide receiver, too, as most people are giving. So I'm going to take some K.J. Osborne, and I'm going to see how that goes. And then I am going to take a shot on the rookie Isaiah Spiller. Um, Eckler is not going to get as many touchdowns as he did last year. Um, and he even straight up said, I want to see some of the work a little bit and not be beaten to the ground. So I think the rookie, hopefully, um, is going to be the answer to you know the Chargers' prayers where Roundtree wasn't really able to get it done. So after Chad takes Spiller, we had another rookie running back, Tyler Algier, go off the board to Team 11, round 14. Uh, Sony Michelle, Derek Carr, Rashad White, and Pat Fryermuth all go off the board. And now we're back with Burks on the clock. We're getting toward the bottom end here, and I'm, I've always been one to try and have at least a backup for every position. Uh, some people like to only carry one quarterback because they can replace them easy. I like to not have to run to the waiver wire for that. And with that Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator moving to Minnesota as the new head coach. I think Kirk Cousins is really interesting. So I'm going to throw him down there and see what he does. He may eventually end up taking over my starting lineup if Wilson doesn't turn into something out there in Denver. Funny, when you started talking about offensive coordinators, I thought for a second you might have been taking Daniel Jones because we know how much you love the Giants, uh, but no, you I like not. the Giants. I don't like Daniel Jones. <laughs> I like the Giants because of their schedule, not their quarterback. Fair enough. Uh, so after Kirk goes off the board to you, we had Tyrion Davis-Price go off the board, uh, and now I am on the clock. Uh, now we're getting in the backup quarterback territory. We're in the 14th round. Don't really know what's going on. I talked earlier about my love for running quarterbacks, so Justin Fields is interesting. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with Tua here. Um, after it was the other I was looking at. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about uh, Justin Fields, but I, I just I don't like Chicago at all. So I figured, why not avoid him? Uh, after Tua goes uh, to his tight end, Mike Gusecki goes after that, Darrell Williams, and now Lynette is on the clock with her 14th and 15th pick. This is the first time I think I actually know what I'm going to do, but I will talk through a little bit of what I was thinking. If I was going to take a backup quarterback right now, Trevor Lawrence, I think, has has the potential to have a very interesting year. I don't think he had the best coach last year. We'll see how they do now that Urban's gone, um, and he's you know going to have Travis. But you start to get into that point where, I know Birch said you don't like to chase on the waiver wire, but there's so much still available that if anything did happen to Kyler, you know, I feel pretty comfortable with what's still out there. Not touching any more running backs. So that really brings me to wide receiver, and I am going to take a backup uh tight end. I know there's a lot of people ahead of him right now on the draft board, but I'm going to take Braxton Berrios from the Jets. Um, now that Jamison Crowder's gone, um, why are you looking at me like that, Birch? Wide receiver? Wide receiver, yes. Okay. You, you said, said you said tight end. Oh, did I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pregnancy You're break. Good. I was uh, just confused. I was like, oh. No, I'm going to take Braxton Berrios here. Um, I think he's a sneaky, sneaky guy. Kind of reminds me of like Hunter Renfro. Um, it's going to get those those passes, and hopefully Zach Wilson takes a step up. And then uh, I'm going to take no Fant. All right. After Fant, we had Robbie Anderson go off the board and Rex Burkhead. So I am back on the clock with my 15th pick. And I think now is a good time to 
I think now's a good time to take the slot receiver from Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to take Jameson Crowder. Buffalo offense, I think, is going to be pretty good, and getting him in the 15th round. So after I took Crowder off the board, we had Irv Smith, tight end for Minnesota go, and now Birch is back on the clock. Gonna stick with that tight end trend and get my backup tight end. He's a little bit further down the list, surprisingly, in my opinion. But I'm gonna go ahead and snag Austin Hooper. Um, he stands to get a ton of targets in Tennessee. They have minimal weapons, and Tannehill does like to target the tight end. They paid him some money. We saw what he did in Atlanta a few years ago. It didn't really translate in Cleveland, but Cleveland or Cleveland. So. Um, that's my route for this game. Hooper's, inter- pick, Hooper's an interesting backup. Uh, not surprised. Good backup to have as a tight end. Uh, after Hooper goes, we had Don- Deontay Foreman. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, did get drafted in this fantasy draft uh, to Team 8. They will be his backup quarterback. Uh, Chuba Hubbard goes after that. We had Gerald Everett and Deshaun Watson go to Team 11. Really interesting that Daniel Jones gets drafted before Deshaun Watson, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, now we got Chad on the clock with his 15th pick. Yeah, I got a fussy girl here, so I'll be quick with it. Um, I am going to take Justin Fields as my backup QB. <laughs> I like that. She likes it. Um, I'm going to go and go with him. I think the running game gives him a major edge over other QBs in this range. I do. I do think that. And then I'm going to go ahead and I am going to – let me just make sure that he's at the board. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Matt Day who is the kicker for the Rams, so that that'll just put a lot of eggs in the basket of the Rams, but they're a good offense. And if Matthew Stafford scores, that means Matt Gates going to score too. That's what that means. Okay. All right. And after Chad finishes his baby talk and drafting Matt Gay, we had Alec Pierce go off the board, New York Giants, Jalen Tolbert, Paris Campbell, and the Green Bay Packers. And that puts Birch on the clock with his 16th pick. We're almost done here, folks. What do you got, Birch? I am going to take the Indianapolis Colts defense. Fair enough. And after Birch takes his defense, we've got Sammy Watkins going off the board. Uh, interesting dart throw in the 16th round. I can't really argue with it from Team 5. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my kicker. Uh, like I just mentioned earlier, Buffalo, I think, is a very good offense. And I'm going to go ahead and take Tyler. Nice piece of bass. And after Tyler Bass goes off the board to me... We got Pittsburgh Steelers defense, Trevor Lawrence, and now we have Lynette on the clock with her last two picks. What do you got, Sticker Queen? Hmm, well, I know how to take a defense, and I'm not going to lie, I'm looking at them, and it doesn't really mean anything to me. Schedule-wise, I'm going to stay away from the Broncos. That's a pretty scary um, – I know that the defense isn't bad, but that's a pretty scary uh, division to be a part of. Um, on the opposite side of that, you know who I'm not afraid of, the Falcons and the Panthers. So I'm going to take the Saints. And then, um, you know, I already have Brandon Cooks, which is a shame because the person kind of sticking out to me was Nico Collins. Um, people have got to catch there? the ball. What'd you say? Is the, he's still there? He is, in there, fact, still there. The 69th overall wide receiver, according to Fantasy Bros. I just don't know if I want him when I have Brandon Cooks already as well. It's a mock. I'll go with Nico. Right. <laughs> He's the best one there. Nico Collins goes off the board to Lynette and then Daniel Carlson and Harrison Butker. 
Two kickers go off the board. I am back on the clock, and I think it's about time for me to take my defense because that is the only position I have not filled. Um, number one ranked defense on the board, like Lynette said, is Denver, but I am going to avoid them like the plague because that division is ridiculous, and I'm going to go ahead and take New England's defense. And that completes my roster. Uh, next up, we had Evan McPherson, another kicker for Cincinnati, go. And now Birch is on the clock. I'm assuming getting ready to draft his kicker. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go out there and get goggles. I'm gonna take Rodrigo Blankenship. Hot Rod goes to Birch, and then we had more kickers go off the board: Ryan Suckup, Nick Folk, Matt Prater. Jonathan Garibay, I have no idea how to pronounce that fucking name. Um, and then Robbie Gold goes to Team 11, and Chad is on the clock with Mr. Irrelevant. And I do not even know who Chad drafted because... I took, that uh, I took the Browns. They have a very easy schedule. They start out with uh, Carolina, then the Jets, then Miami, then Atlanta. So that is a very solid defense. I'm a streamer of defenses. And I was rated an A minus by Fantasy Pros, and I have a very, very fussy dog. Yep, I was really hoping you would keep that Browns uh, knowledge to yourself and not put it to our loyal listeners that are on the league with us, but you went ahead and shared that, so whatever. Uh, that's the end of our draft. Uh, Chad said he finished up with an A minus. I also had an A minus. I finished 90 out of 100. Birch, what did you finish up with? I finished with a B, 86 out of 100. Ooh, and TT, what did you get? And as one would expect when you've done absolutely no uh, prep work, I got a C plus, <laughs> 79 out of 100. So some of us are doing but well. Some of us got room for improvement. <laughs> so my team ended up being Trey Lance, Damian Harris, Kareem Hunt, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Cole Komet, Mike Williams, the Patriots defense, Tyler, nice piece of bass, uh, DK Metcalf, Melvin Gordon, Tua, Raheem Mostert, Gus Bus, DJ Shark, and Jamison Crowder. Birch, how did the fourth round pick teach you, or fourth slot treat you? The uh, sixth slot. Sixth slot, whatever. I had the fourth slot. My bad. Uh, hold on. I got to pull up who I had. I was looking at the other stuff. <laughs> All right. I actually came away with Russell Wilson as my quarterback, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette as my primary running backs, Cortland Sutton, Gabriel Davis, Traylon Burks as my three wideouts. Darren Waller at tight end, James Conner in my flex, the Colts defense, Blankenship at kicker, and then my bench was Michael Gallup, Alexander Madison, Daryl Henderson, Nicole Hardman, Julio Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Austin Cooper. And Chad's dealing with a fussy baby, so I'll read off his roster. Uh, he finished up with Stafford, Swift, Travis Etienne, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Rashad Bateman running out his wide receiver core, Zach Ertz at tight end, A.J. Dillon, the Browns defense, Matt Gay, and then his bench consists of Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, Drake London, Justin Fields, Isaiah Spiller, Van Jefferson, and KJ Osborne. And last but not least, my lovely wife, Lynette, what did you finish with? Uh, I just got to say, and I, you know, I don't love giving props to this, to this guy all the time, but I really like your bench, Chad. <laughs> it's a good looking bench. That to me is my terrible, I'm looking at my bench just embarrassed. Uh, my starters, I don't, I don't hate. I've got Kyler um, as my QB, Jonathan Taylor and Zeke as my starting running backs, Depot, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks, and Juju um, as my wide receivers. I'd run out there, TJ Hawkinson at tight end, New Orleans defense, and Justin Tucker. This 
really pathetic bench, which probably earned me a C plus, is Darius Tony, JD McKissick, Noah Fant, Kenneth Gainwell, Tim Patrick, Nico Collins, and Braxton Barrios. That about covers it for us today. I'm glad we uh, got a chance together and do some mock and do some draft prep. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. If you are still listening, A, it's an hour long, so you guys are, are must be very bored. B, you're loyal listeners. So as always, we appreciate it. Uh, this is your host Murphy checking out. And as always, reminding you guys, embrace the sparkle. <laughs>